You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Ewan McLean and today I'm joined by Scott McDermott and Mark McDougall. This week we're going to look back on the last game of the league season at Rugby Park. A defeat for Rangers, a disappointment after the high of beating Celtic in the old firm game the week previously. Um, and we're also going to have a, a quick assessment of Stephen Gerrard's first season in charge and where now over the summer um, so, as promised, let's start with the game last weekend, uh, Scott. Disappointment, and have we not been in this movie before? The Rangers get a massive morale-boosting win over their, their greatest rivals. There's talk about Glasgow being painted blue and then their faces are painted red come the following week at Rugby Park. I suppose it's slightly different in, in this sense that... Um, I mean, the game didn't mean too much. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard made a few changes to a couple of big important players out the team um, one of the things that game probably taught them was just that that Rangers squad still probably isn't strong enough, isn't good enough to take you know, two or three players like you know, Davis Tavernier uh, out of the team and then you, you, know, you try, and, try and cope with that um, but you're right, they would, they, they, they'd have wanted to finish the season on a high after the old firm win it was a it was a poor performance, I think, for, for Rangers. Yet another poor performance against Kilmarnock this season. No, we were just talking about it there. That's four, four games, obviously, in the league this year. Rangers uh, couldn't beat them. That would be disappointing. No, for the team's point of view, but also Stephen Gerrard, a personal point of view, I think, he'll look at it and think, no, Steve Clark's obviously a guy he knew for, for Liverpool. What well, he test himself against these guys, these type of coaches, obviously, now the new Scotland manager. Um, and ultimately him and his team have, have come up short against Kelly um, four times this season, albeit they, they beat them a couple of times in the, the cup competitions. Um, but it was a poor poor performance. Uh, I've seen most of the game. Um, I think a couple of guys who were thrown in uh, didn't do themselves any favours. Barisic and Kandias sprang to mind, thought they were very, very poor. Um, not what Gerard would have, would have wanted for either of them. So, as much as it was a meaningless game, the defeat didn't you no know, matter too much. It'll have still have given him a few pointers, and he's maybe made his mind up about about one or two more having having watched that. I mean, yeah, you're right. Meaningless game, end of season. Um, although I've always been quite a big believer that you see this season and season again that if a team finishes a season strongly it sets the tone for how they start the next one. And, and Rangers, with that run that they'd been on up to the Old Firm game, were on a, a terrific run. Is, is this just a, a bit deflating? or, or it's, do, it's, do you think? Uh, it's just consistency again. Yeah. It's what Gerard spoke about 
for most of the season. No, it's been their problem all year, yeah. hasn't it? In one, yeah. o- in one off games, Rangers can produce performances. They did that in Europe. They've done it against Celtic in three out of the four Old Firm games. Um, so it's that inconsistency creeping back in again. It's a cup, no, when you bring squad players in and you want the level to be where it's been at. But some of these guys just aren't good enough, um, and that's what he's got to address in the in the summer in terms of recruitment. Yeah, Mark, who who do you think gets past Marks here when it comes to the summer now, and he's going to be assessing who stays and who goes? Who who do you think first of all stays, and who do you think is already in your mind's got a hell of a lot of work to do to to get back in if he gets a chance to show himself again? I think there's quite a few of them that are probably away already. I mean, if you look at that team that played against Kelly on Sunday, that you had the likes of Eros Gresda, Kale Lafty, not even included in the squad. I think that says a lot about where their future lies. Uh, I think Rangers' season pretty much finished when they beat Celtic last week. Uh, that was at the set of the likes of Katic, Arfield that way and Holiday early. They knew that they weren't that bothered. I don't think they were that bothered about the result against Kovarnik. It was just about maybe... St- giving players one last chance uh, to see what they could do and they did take it like, like Scott said Barisic he was awful on Sunday again he was at fault for both goals whether you think the second one was a penalty or not he was caught out at both of them uh, you could say the same even for the likes of Andy Haldy who's been great this season for Rangers on the most part when you put him into that midfield and you take the likes of Davis and that out you just see that he's not quite at the level Rangers need so there is still a lot of work to be done there's a lot of dead wood in that squad but there's a the nucleus of a good team there, I think, whereas but they need to build more players around it, whereas Celtic maybe have more players that they can bring straight into the team who will right away make an impact. Rangers just don't seem to have that depth. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the good thing is that now Stephen Gerrard has a year under his belt. The spine is there. There are guys who you know are just going to be nailed on for next season. And then the recruitment is about adding to that rather than... Last, you know, going back to the start of, of last season, last yeah. summer, everything was just from a standing start. Yeah. Um, do you think the well? Well, let's let's talk first of all about Stephen Gerrard's year. Do you know there was a lot of talk about how we've had this rookie coach? He's, he's only coached at youth level. As good a player as he was, there were huge question marks over his managerial abilities. How do you assess how he has proven himself this year? I think he's impressed, certainly on an individual basis, in terms of dealing with us and how he's handled a lot of, a lot of situations. Um, I think there was probably a, a wee bit of naivety right at the start when you think back of the uh, the first game of the season against Aberdeen when they kind of you know, had a wee pop about referees or you know, people against Rangers and all that. that was, um, I think he learned from that. No, it was the wrong thing, to, wrong thing to say. So I think individually... He's improved as as he's gone on. He's obviously learning on the job. Um, he's made mistakes. He admits that himself. I think one of the big ones that I've spoken about before is his handling of Morelos's indiscipline. Um, I think he admitted a, a couple of weeks ago to us that, that he got it wrong. He should have clamped down on him uh, a lot sooner and th- things might have been different. So he knows he's made mistakes the two big uh, black marks have been the, the cup competitions, uh, losing to Aberdeen twice. He knows that. We've touched on the results against Kilmarnock, which haven't been good enough. So there's certainly still areas for improvement. However, if you look at the bigger picture, and you look at, and I'm no one that's big on stats, as, as Mark well knows, but you can't argue with the goals for, goals against... 
you know, he's pretty much improved every area. You no know, games won. The you almost forget about the Europa League campaign now because it seems so far away. But for them to get through those qualifiers and into the group stage was a, a remarkable achievement. And as we've said on a no kind of one to one basis against their biggest rivals, I reckon in three out of the four all firm games, Rangers have, have performed pretty well. I mean, the two games at Ibrooks deserved winners by far. Uh, the game at Celtic Park, um, when Neil Lennon was in charge, with 10 men, Rangers looked as if they were going to get a point, at least in that second half. Um, so there has been big areas of improvement, and I think probably the key one is what you've, you've spoke about. There's now a spine to that team that you can pretty much rely on. There's a belief there that they can go and beat Celtic on any given day, which hasn't been there for five or six years now at Rangers. The fans no, the fans feed off of that. The fans went into that last Old Firm game feeling they were going to win and deserved to win. That that hasn't happened in a long time. Um, but no, the big thing is that's by McGregor and goal, Goldson, Katic, Tavernier, all stick-ons at the back. Uh, all, three, all four, I think, have been excellent this season. That midfield looks so settled now. Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield, again, all stick-ons. And Morelos, Ryan Kent, Jermaine Defoe in the attacking area. Obviously, no, we don't know yet for definite whether Kent will be back next season. Stephen Gerrard no, wants another another loan deal. That would be, be a big coup for Rangers if they can get it done. But that's the spine of the team. What they need to do is get two or three players who are going to get in challenge and play in that first team. Left back is an area that they're going to need to sort out. Uh, I think in the wide areas, they probably still need one or two. They've probably addressed that uh, in part by getting Jordan Jones and, uh, and Jake Hasty in uh, early doors. But I think Gerard knows he's got to get rid of, as Mark said, there's guys there who aren't contributing enough in that squad. No, you laugh at his grace does, people like that. I think they will go and he'll try and sign... No, he needs a couple ready-made for the first team, but he also needs players in his squad that's going to beef it up and give him that strength and depth that we're saying they didn't have on Sunday because they, they, they leave a couple of guys out and the standards drop. Yeah, and, and with that spine there, do you think there's an opportunity early next season, Mark, if Rangers get off to a really good start? Celtic are about to go through quite a major transition. And if Rangers can set an early pace, we still don't know who the Celtic manager is going to be next year. It could be a, it could be Neil Lennon, which gives them a, an element of continuity, but it's not been a popular choice among Celtic support when you, you take the, the temperature on the other side of the city. Is this an opportunity for Rangers to catch Celtic cold? Yes. Use the momentum that they've built? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a huge opportunity. I think the first Old Farm game next year will be at Ibrox. That's normally the way it works, yep. isn't it? So that, if Rangers could start the season really well and go into that game, either level of points or around Celtic with a chance to win, then That'll be a huge, huge match for how the season will pan out. Uh, I think even this season you've seen it where I think Rangers were quite close to the Celtic going into that first game and got beat and it kind of knocked them a wee bit for a few weeks. Whereas I think Gerard will have learned from that this season. Uh, he'll look at the team, he'll, he'll get them going for the start of the season. And yeah, like you say, it's a big opportunity, but look, we don't know who's going to be there at Celtic either. It's, it's a difficult one to say. Like, I mean, you could still have Griffiths back, probably. 
they'll like they'll they'll strengthen again. They've got plenty of money to do that. Uh, so you've got to look at it both ways. Celtic are going to be much stronger next season as well. I think no matter who's in charge, whether it's Lennon, whether it's anyone else, they'll be much stronger than what they were this season. Mm-hmm. And so Rangers are going to, need to step up again if they want to compete. It's going to be interesting though with the Europa League qualifiers, I think, because as much as Steven Gerrard you know, didn't admit it earlier in the season, I think when he looks back this summer, he'll feel that you know, as big as that Europa League run was and as great as it was for for the club you know, financially and for supporters getting those group games, I definitely think it derailed them slightly in the in the league. When you think of the first Old Firm game, where Rangers were miles off it, you know, so passive, didn't get involved in the game. You know, that was a huge three points at the time. But they they went into that game off the back of the trip to was it Ufa? Ufa, yeah, yeah, but no, with nine men, and they really struggled. Um, and I just wonder, deep down, I say would never say it publicly, but I just wonder whether, you no, know, going back to what you're saying about getting a flying start, I agree with you. I think they need to really hit the ground running at the start of this season. And you're right, Celtic, no matter what, are going to go through a transitional period, and that. No, Rangers need to try and take advantage of that at the start of the season, but whether they'll be allowed to do that when they're playing no, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, four qualifiers, then potentially group games, I think it's really it's really difficult. I just wonder secretly whether Gerard no would almost sacrifice no a Europa League group stage just to get a clear run in the league and try and build up a lead, as Mark says, getting into the, the first old firm game of the season. Because if they could do that and win that game, it could really set them up for the, the rest of the campaign. Yeah, I mean, he, he would never publicly recognise no. that, but privately that, that might be one of the, the trade-offs. Um, yep. But there's always the expectation among the Rangers support with the size of the club. Of course. They expect to be yeah, and they, in uh, Europe. Yeah, and they don't want to... No, we're talking about momentum. You don't want to lose in the second qualifying round to a, a team for Slovenia or something. And, no, with all due respect, and, and then there's a bit of negativity about it, and people people start getting a bit a bit down. I mean, the the one thing about the Europa campaign this season was the the positivity and the good feeling it built up. I mean, that did get Gerard off to a, a flying start with the supporters, but it was almost going unnoticed that they were dropping points in the league. You no know, points were chip, were getting chipped away. But the fans were just getting carried away in this kind of wave of you no, know, we've got Rapid Vienna and Villarreal, and but they were they were losing points in the league at that time, and ultimately, you no, know, that's proved costly for them. You can tell it made the players quite tired and stuff as well. You look yeah. at the goals that were conceded, like yeah. equalisers against Aberdeen, Motherwell, right. stuff like that. You could tell that the players were low, well, quite fatigued and stuff. Yeah. Even over the course of the season, I think as I said earlier, James Tavernier played fifty-seven out of sixty games. Daniel Kadde has played more than fifty. He's not a player that should be playing more than 50 games a season for yeah, Rangers at no. this stage. I think Goldson, as good as Goldson played 54, I think. Yeah, I read the other day as well. Yeah, players, they've, they're not used to that, so they, that's obviously always going to come into it that they're going to end up tired towards the end of the season. And I think that showed in quite a lot of performances, maybe after the winter break, especially Kamarnik games like that, St Johnston, that they dropped points. You could see that they were quite tired and not able to play the same style of football. Okay, so we're going into this long and lukewarm Scottish summer now where... <laughs> Very little football to command your thoughts, and it tends to drive a, a punter mental, doesn't it? Because you're seeing who is or who isn't arriving. Many players, do you think, Rangers are short, and also, if a bid was to come in for Alfredo Morelos of a, a decent value, would you cash in on him? I think they have oh. to. If you're going anywhere over 15 million, then Rangers have to take it. Right Are they away. going to get 15 million? 
I, I think they could. I don't. I'm not sure they will this summer. I think they could maybe next summer if he keeps it up again over next season and cuts out the red cards a wee bit. Uh, I don't think the red cards will really bother teams like Marseille that they will come in from there. I think well, we'll be able to calm him down. He won't be as mental over here, <laughs> which is probably not true. But if you go look as well, he never had a red card in his career before this season, and then all of a sudden gets five. It's it's, it's mental the way it went. But uh, yeah, I think Rangers could easily get between fifteen to twenty million for him if he does it for another while. Scored more goals, Europa League stuff like that. But if, they, if that sort of offer came in, then Rangers would have to take it, I think. Well, it would also fund bringing in other players as well. You know, yeah. if you can sell one Morelos, you can maybe get a, a couple, maybe even three, depending on what market you're shopping in. I've, I've said all along, I think any more than £10 million in Rangers will need to, need to look at it. I don't think they'll consider bids less than that because... No, I think you would then struggle to A, find a replacement for Morelos, a similar type of replacement, and then no, use the money to get a couple a couple of guys in. You would need more than £10 million to, to do that, I think. So if it's any more than ten, I think they'll consider it. Uh, personally, I've just got a gut feeling that Morelos is going to be there for another another season. I'm not sure why, whether it'll be you know, maybe a lack of interest in terms of clubs coming in to pay that kind of money, whether they want to maybe look at him for another year, you know, see if he can score in Europe again, see if he can score against Celtic, which he hasn't he hasn't done yet. It's obviously the biggest game in, the biggest game in Scotland. Um, I've just got a feeling Rangers will be able to persuade Morelos to have one last crack at it. Uh, do, you, do you think the temperament is, is the one thing that will be putting off prospective clubs? From, from taking that gamble and I, I'm not sure way. I mean it'll be a factor but I probably agree with Matt I don't think it'll bother teams too much I think I think he's right I think no any club buying him would think listen he'll be he'll be fine we can we can tame him we can sort it out no, maybe other leagues might not be as, quite as physical as, as Scottish football so he might not get into, get into as, uh, as much bother um, but I don't know I've just got a feeling that no, for Rangers to have one last crack or no one last crack but it's going to be vital next season for Rangers. Let's not beat about the bush. Steven Gerrard has to win the league title next year. He has to stop uh, Celtic getting one more towards the uh, ten in a row. So he's going to need his strongest squad. And you know, when you think of the contributions of Morelos and Kent in particular this season, he'll be absolutely desperate to have those two uh, on board next year. And I think you can almost... He'll probably hope that he can sell it to Morelos in terms of you no know, give us one more year and then you'll get your then you'll get your big move. You no, know, do it again in Europe, do it again or do it against Celtic and then there'll be clubs clubs queuing up for you. Um Gary McAllister said it last week to us in his press conference, you no, know, he would urge Morelos just to at least give it one more one more year. Um and I've got a feeling that they'll get Kent back as well for a for a loan deal, I think. No, we all accept that they won't be able to afford them. I think Stephen Gerrard knows that as well. Um, and of course, Liverpool could probably sell Kent to a club in the Championship for no eight to ten million right now. I think he's got two or three years left in his contract at Anfield. But again, the relationship Gerrard's got with Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool, I think you'll go back to Liverpool and say. Listen, you could get ten for him now, but no, give us him for one more year, and it'll be fifteen twenty next season because he's still got years left on his years left in his contract. So, if Rangers can get those two 
uh, or if they can get Kent tied up for another year on loan and convince Morelos that you know, he's got at least another year at Ibrox, then that would be a major boost for them going into the, the new season. OK, great. Brilliant, lads. Well, that's all from us. We'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis from all things Rangers. If you want to get in touch with us, continue the debate. You can do by tweeting us at record underscore sport. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. If you don't, thanks for listening anyway.